Hey, it's Kara. And Tasha. Get in. We're going to CMA Fest year two. So this year we went back to CMA Fest. Um, It was the 50th year anniversary this year. Um, So I was excited to see how that was going to make it different from all the other ones that I have been to. I actually think they did a pretty good job previous year artists that weren't there like and by previous year I mean like way back when um I think it could have been a little better but we're all about the new as well we are all about the new I think that we all kind of had a little bit of an idea of this being a little bit more of a nostalgic year just because it hit 50 um so I was expecting a lot more of that, of those old school artists. And we definitely did get some. I mean, they tried to incorporate that every year. But I think we definitely did get some some good ones that I maybe wasn't expecting to see. Um, but overall, it was it was pretty similarly done to, to anything else that we'd been to. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, CMA Fest is one of those festivals that I think will always be on our radar. Yeah, it's always going to be something to look forward to. It's it's So the whole point of the festival is um, really, it's, it's a lot different than any of your other music festivals. It's a lot more immersive. It's a lot more close up. There's just a lot more artists, whether that be mainstream artists or your mid-level artists or your up-and-coming artists. And really the whole point from the beginning was to get fans and artists in closer proximity to each other. Um, Whether that be musically meet and greet fan experiences, that kind of stuff. So it, it does have, it's a lot different. Um, So I feel like it's always going to be on our radar because it's not going to, it's every year is going to be something new. Yeah. And, and you make it what you want it to. For sure. There's, there's just so much going on everywhere um cma related not cma related they just happen to you know different uh, labels and and music groups and station radio stations and you know like they do the spotify hat like all sorts of different stuff is coinciding living at the same time that there's just so many options that every year you go could be a completely different experience we actually are going to talk more on this episode about the small stages and different opportunities. But every year we even talk about not buying CMA Fest tickets and honing in on some of those like free things that go on around Nashville. We just have yet to actually do that. Yeah. Well, and I think this year we were, we didn't want to definitely didn't want to miss the stadium show. Cause we really weren't sure if it was going to be something different with the 50 years than it happened in the past so and i I think eventually we'll get to a point where we can feel confident in doing that and feel like some of our something (laughs) right and some of our favorites were at the stadium this year so when we get to that episode everyone will understand why we chose to yeah do tickets there tickets Mm -hmm, but i think that's the cool thing about cma fest so as we get into those stages i don't have to have a ticket so like especially if you're a nashville local and i'm sure they know all this but like you just can come and go as you please for those. For yeah, most you can pick a day. Like if there's a lineup of things happening that you really like that day, you just go in. Um, we're going to be talking a lot specifically today about the fanfare um, in the 
oh, what's that place called? Is it Music City Center? Yes, in Music City Center, um, uh, which is something you can uh, get into with also without having that four-day pass. So we're going to be talking a lot about that, which there's tons of things, even just to do in that building um, that could fill a day. Um, and then everything on the street, they don't even look at like a pass or anything. So you really are just kind of going in and out of the bars, going in and out of the little different areas. So definitely if you're a local or, or, or live close by and just want to drive in for a day. Oh, worth it. Worth it. There's so much to do. Yeah. So we actually spent a lot of time at Fanfare X last year, which is where some of those meet and greets are. There's actually two stages in there. Um, the close-up stage, which... Sometimes they do musical performances, but it's a, it seems to be a lot more of like podcasts or interviews right now as well. Yes. This year it was, I don't, uh, George Bentley might've sang cause he did it one day, but like Jelly Rolls was a podcast. Yes. Which Trisha I Year- heard great things about. Trisha Yearwoods was an interview. Um, I don't remember who was there the other day. Why Nona was there too, I believe. Uh, I think she was with Trisha though. That makes sense. Yes. Um, so, so I think she came say- out with Trisha. But, we um, didn't see any of those this year, but we did experience one last year, and I highly suggest it. Yeah, if there's a person that you want to go, it's a really, I mean, you really are in kind of a very elite little group in there that gets to really experience it. Because you can hear it inside the building, but if, unless you're in a seat, you're not really going to see much or be interactive with it much. Right. Um, so if you are able to get there and it's something you want to do, I would definitely check it out because it is a, an intimate experience. And then they For just sure. have like a close-up stage. No, spotlight stage is the other one. Yes. Um, and that's more of your newer, like new, new artists. And a lot of those artists on that spotlight stage end up doing some type of meet and greet um, in Fanfare X during the time that they're there too. So yeah. I think one year we'll probably just stake out there and just see these new and up and coming artists because I think if we were to look back at who's been at stages like that, we'll see that some of our we're starting Favorite to see, uh, like, now. I'd be surprised if we went back and looked at last year's, if someone like a Bailey Megan Zimmerman. Maroney, Bailey yeah. Zimmerman, yeah, like if they weren't over there doing something. Right. No, 100%. So, and honestly, as bad as it's going to sound, we like it because there's air conditioning. Oh, no, it's very nice. It's a nice place to hang out. There's food, there's drinks, there's all sorts of different stuff in that, in that building. Or, and honestly, just outside. And shopping, like that sounds ridiculous as well, because we aren't there to shop necessarily, but we always find something to buy in there, yeah, you know, so, whether it's boutique or actual music merch, like there's always something. Yeah, it's set up in like a booth format, almost like a state county fair kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good um, way to put it. So definitely like boutiques are there selling like shoes and clothes, but then you have all the different like record labels there selling artist merch. Um, Eric Church had a prominent display this year because his, they were wildly promoting the bar. Um, Which will open later in 2023, but who knows what date that'll be, but I guarantee we'll be there at some point because they got us to buy some of that merch. They did. They had a pretty good giveaway going on about buying the merch and, and Instagramming it out so that you could, um, get a chance to win an opportunity to go back to the opening of the bar. Um, and I do like it. I mean, we'll get into some of that Eric church controversy in a different episode, but 
but um, we have two new shirts and we like it yes <laughs> but yeah I think um you know we base a lot of our day around which stages but also which meet and greets we could get to yeah I think this year we were a lot more focused on the meet and greets with a lot of people that we really wanted to check off that bucket list yeah um, and I know that we um spent a lot of time there last year but I feel like we got pictures with a lot of artists who we didn't know at the time yeah it was and it was a lot of just like happenstance like we just were rolling in there at certain times and people were there like I we were really scheduling our day around it but we were like I'm hot let's go in there and see what's going on and then you know we found x y and z artists and then this year we were kind of seeking some of those people back out along with other people as well so we'll definitely post some of those meet and greets on our instagram but Kara who was your favorite meet and greet experience that we got this year um I was most excited to meet Mitchell Tenpenny and we'll talk about that a little bit but I think my favorite experiences were Tiger Lily and I loved Ella Langley was so nice (laughs) no I absolutely agree with you um the fact that Tiger Lily um they listened to our podcast because we had some questions like one was why is it Tiger Lily gold like that kind of thing and they answered us. So then when we got to meet them, they actually acknowledged that they knew like, oh, we know who you are. We listen to the podcast. So honestly, that was a little point. bit of a surreal moment. <laughs> and it's funny because they've felt that before, but I don't know that we ever thought that it would be like that for us. Right. And so that was really cool. And I think, you know, we had two other friends with us um, and they were recording the whole interaction. So it was really kind of cool and surreal and I mean, I will listen to them for at this point forever because I just thought that was really yeah nice and yeah. I mean, just a good. It it wasn't like oh, let me act like we know who you are. Like I truly no, they like they, legitimately they, like genuine. they had things to say about it. Yeah, like, it was oh, genuine. Girls from Orlando, like they knew exactly who we were, and we didn't prompt any of that. So no, so we will be. I I won't be shocked if we start to follow them around, and by that I mean like. Kara there's a concert two hours away and it's them let's go right I, I don't think we'd hesitate no absolutely not so I definitely agree with you there um Ella Langley was fun I talk us um, always I mean we're definitely yeah. kind of getting to that interaction with him too where we're kind of he's kind of recognizing who we are and, and we'll follow um, him around but yes Mitchell Tenpenny I'm glad we have the picture um honestly though Haley Witters very sweet yeah Um, and so was Megan Patrick I like Megan Patrick's socks and I'll I have a (laughs) picture of those that she was in the bad bitch club so (laughs) good for Megan Patrick (laughs) so I think those were a lot of the big ones um who else was it Jared Neiman that we also we did get to see Jared Neiman um, one from last year as well, who we now know because of CMA Fest, Abby Cohn. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So can't forget about her. Um, I mean, honestly, we meet so many people that it's just like. I know there was a couple like TikTok people there. They almost kind of had like their own little spot where they were kind of lining up pe- uh, people that you, we've seen on TikTok who sing. Uh, Taylor Holder. Yeah. That was a highlight of mine because I've been a I've been a fan for a good while. Um, So was thrilled to meet Taylor Holder. Um, But yeah, I mean, we literally look at it and we're like, 
who can we meet? And then if we are like, oh, we know that name, might not know a song, but we've heard the name. I feel like we just get in line anyway. We're like, who knows who, where this person could be by next year? Yeah. And then we've, you know, we've had that interaction. Um, and then there was also some really good, like, meet and greet opportunities in there that were a little bit more bigger names. We obviously didn't get, we obviously didn't hang around or wait in line to meet them. But like, uh, Winona Judd did a meet and greet. Randy Which Travis I think is did a awesome. meet and greet. Yeah, those were, like, huge names that you normally wouldn't see in there. Um, So those were some different opportunities that we – that makes it a little bit different from from last year. I don't remember as big a name being in there for a meet-and-greet opportunity. Um, Yeah, I I think it would have been cool to do that for us, but at the same time, it was like, that would have been our entire day. Yeah, because then you really do have to weigh out how long are you standing in line waiting versus being able to do other things. So, like, we also did, um, we did the Bush, Bush Light Tent was back at the Dr. Pepper Amp stage where we met yes. this last year. Um, so there's also opportunities, you know, outside of fanfare for, for some meet and greets if you're, you know, paying attention. Um, so we met Riley Green over there. Um, we but... were supposed to meet Priscilla Bla... Yeah, we probably Priscilla could have, too. I Bla... feel like that was a facilitation issue. It was. And I think, I feel like if Priscilla knew that, like, I act like we know her personally, but she just seems like a really down-to-earth person. I feel like if she knew that, she would have been like, nope, leave the line open. But, yeah. you know, I do understand at the same time, these artists are on a big-time crunch as well. Yeah, because they're constantly going around. So, like, if we're just thinking about, like, the day we met Mitchell Tenpenny and, you know, we felt a little bit rushed in that meet and greet opportunity, but it was quite honestly his only day in town and he was doing everything that yes. day. So all of his stuff was stacked up. And I know that he wanted to probably get through as many people as he could um, in that meet and greet line. Now <laughs> we camped out and waited, so we really wanted to be able to have a conversation with him, but it is what it is. <laughs> so Mitchell Tempen, if you're listening to this, one, go listen to our I Heart Country episode where you told us you were going to meet us at tur- the Wild Turkey booth. And then you never did. And then you so didn't. That hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to ask you why that didn't happen at this meet and greet, but because we only had the opportunity for a picture, we didn't even get to ask why. No. And then maybe if you could um, slide us a meet and greet for the Tampa show with Jason Aldean, because it seems to be the only city that's sold out. Yes, we've... I don't know what's going on with us and Mitchell Tempany. However, if you haven't listened to his latest album, go listen to it because we are obsessed. Yes. Um, This year, though, also opened up the door to a lot more fan club parties. Thank Um, God. They didn't. So I have been to them in the past. They did not do them in excess last year because I that was the first one, first or second one back since COVID. So things were still kind of getting back to normal like I feel like capacities were still a problem yeah in the in the grand scheme of things like I don't think it was like legalities there or anything but I just think it was let's keep our artists as safe as we can so that we can have a show instead of let's Let's put them in a bunch of people for sure um so that those opportunities were in abundance I mean like Luke Combs did a party you went to Uh, the Brian party yes Uh, Jordan what's the What's the label? What label is Jordan Davis on? I believe it was the UMG. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, So there was an area in the food hall, the sky deck area, which is in the, in the food hall that they had like battle, like back to back, like 
big artists up show there doing, after show after show yeah, yeah doing meet and greets or shows um our hot spot acne feed and seed was on the map this year with some uh, yeah. awesome stuff i'm convinced um, people heard us talk about it on the podcast from last year and that's why they're like let us seek out this place that only these girls knew about <laughs> right so it was still sony up there but like they had much bigger names this year um and that's not to say like we were so excited to meet Nate Smith last year up there, but like when you can get an old dominion to come in, that's a pretty big deal for a place like that. Um, so we went to a lot of different things through fan club parties, like through or through just like social media, being a fan of that artist. Um, the Jordan Davis one, I think was probably my favorite. I agree with you. Um, as far as free goes, cause I do want to touch on Luke's, fan club party yeah but in that's a second, different that's sort of um, a different level we saw that jordan davis was doing a fan club party also maddie and tay was at the sky deck um and it we saw that if you were one of the first 50 people in line you got a meet and greet so we jumped on that because we stayed very convenient to all the festivities and so it took not even five minutes to get to the sky deck area that morning um i would say we waited about an hour and a half uh, yeah, that sounds time. about right. Because I say we probably walked over there about 8... 8.15-ish. 15-ish. And then by the time we got up there, well, was he at 10 or 11? I think they let us in at 10. I think he performed at 11. So we did okay, get yeah, up I there. Just, I, yeah, I don't remember. Um, But it was worth it. And very quickly to touch on proximity to the venues is important it did give us a lot more time to get things done while we did pay more for that i think it was worth it i agree so um, i don't we'll do I mean, it again it's good yeah it's gonna be hard to go back if we ever needed to go back to, to ubering into downtown it just it's it, it, it gave up so much of your time right and we were able to once we were done go change because we had stood there for so long and it was hot that day that we were able to be like oh hey let's go get a drink of water let's go grab some food in our room change because I mean we were yeah. hot yeah um, and it was nice because it just gave us the opportunity that and say hey let's go see one of our favorite artists roll quick but that made it so we were able to get a meet and greet with him and I mean yes one of my favorite experiences um Maddie and Tay was still the same type of thing, but we did not do the meet and greet with them. Um, Kara and I had actually met them last year. So we kind of left it at that, I think, because there was so much going on the Maddie and Tay day. Yeah, there was a lot. We had a lot jam-packed some of these things. Um, I know Brothers Osborne did a thing there. Yes. Um, um, Luke Grimes. I, I'm assuming they had a meet and greet. Luke Grimes, that was like the big name. The the Yellowstone guy <laughs> was the big name. Everybody, he was all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, old so Old Dominion was at Acme Feed We waited in line for that, too. Um, we didn't get there as early as we did for um, Jordan Davis. But they weren't doing a meet and greet. Theirs was just, like, a question and answer kind of thing. And then they played some some music. But it was really cool because someone did ask the question, like, how did you all meet? And I don't think I've ever actually knew. I mean, I knew they were all songwriters, so I just assumed it was something like that. So to hear all of their answers and how they truly got together, I was like, oh, yeah, because it was definitely a, different, a, a more candid, fan-led interview. Yeah, so like I or something, but that. it was Yeah. So that was a different way to experience it. I went back there at a different time. Mitchell Tenpenny did a, a music preview party, which was really 
interesting um considering he's just released a ton of music but i guess when that's your thing well your craft like i guess you're just always doing it um so he played some songs that i'm sure he's done like tiktok lives and things like that where he's played them already so i don't think they're any sort of secret and we weren't told that we weren't allowed to record anything but that was a fun different thing and then (laughs) the crowd kind of I use this word very lightly, bullied him into singing a song at the end. Like, egged him on. <laughs> um, and I got to ask him a question, which was fun. So. so while Kara was doing that, I have been part of Luke Bryan's fan club for almost 13 years. Um, and so this year they were bringing back the fan club party. They did not have one last year. And so one, I want to say it does cost to be in some artist fan clubs and not others. Luke does not have a free fan club, so it does cost $25 a year to be part of it. I don't think that's bad whatsoever for the things that I've gotten to do for being a fan. Um, And the fan club party was $60. So this is the only, like, paid thing other than my Nissan ticket that I did and was absolutely worth it besides the fact that they got us in very slow. So, like, Luke was supposed to be starting and I was still standing out on Broadway. Yeah, he hadn't done – he didn't do that last year, right? No, he did not do it last okay. year, um, but he definitely has done it in previous years just from what, what was happening. Um, right, I will but say it, I the mean, best... just getting back into that swing, it might have been yes. somebody new who was doing it. Like, you know, it's kind of the first time. I don't know. Has well, he done it at the bar before? I believe he's done it at the bar. The good part was, I do think they realized we were all still out there. And by all, I mean, there was a plethora of people behind me. Um, you and our other friends that came with us, both named Megan, kind of dropped me off and were like, okay, we're going to see Mitchell Tenpenny. And I mean... I was there an hour before. Yeah. And it just was, so I, I will say the communication with whoever was on the street and whoever was upstairs was there because he did not start until every person was in that building. Good. That's good. So we I talk, thought it was we, cool. We didn't talk much about it. So um, I was, pr- it's probably cause I was still crying over the fact that, I mean, I must have some type of ownership over Luke Bryan in my head because I was like tears were coming down my face because I was like look at how much he's grown <laughs> and and you got to be in the background of his entertainment tonight was that I did tonight? it was and <laughs> I got to see it um I got to see it this past week you can absolutely tell it's me um so he did play quite a few songs I know I sent them to you um the only thing I was like, really? He was taking requests as well from fans because if you're there, you're in the fan club. Um, and requested drink a beer. And I was like, if you've been to a show, you've heard him sing this a hundred times. Let's request our favorites off the albums. Um, but he did play a few that like you just hadn't heard in a while and things like that too. Uh, we heard the classics as of right now, which would be like one margarita. Um, but love that you just put the word classic in front of <laughs> I know <laughs> but if you ask somebody right now like oh what's your favorite Luke Bryan song yeah yeah no, that would be on someone's list I'm sure it would be it's not on mine but um it's just cool as a longtime fan to see the growth as well and um it was just it was almost like surreal like wow I've been part of this for that long um so I'm coming up on my 40th Luke show so they did give you a t-shirt, um, which I thought was, if I'm paying for it, great, t-shirts included. And then they also <laughs> were giving away just random merch that I can tell because I'm a fan um, and I'm on the website all the time. Uh, they just aren't selling. So, like, I got a couple old farm tour t-shirts because I was some of those farm tours. 
But it, I would say there was less than 150 people there. That's and that's that's the that's that is truly the experience that CMA Fest is trying to bring you. Put you in a small area with your favorite artists to get to be able to see them on a more personal level as opposed to going to just like a big fair festival where it's really is just you're going to see the show at night and that's all yeah and when you think about it like I said even the ones that are paid worth it it did sell out but it was still like I don't pay a million dollars to be part of his fan club he's not making you pay a ton and it does give opportunities like this for sure and I've done I've done I didn't do any paid ones this time but I've done them in the past and same totally worth it there's not tons and tons of people in there they're not charging astronomical prices um and you really are getting to do something different i will say if you are someone who's interested in these things um and you're wanting to go to cma fest always reach out to us on instagram just if you have questions or anything like that and read your small print because um sometimes the artist does not appear at their fan club party yes so make sure that you are getting all of the information that you possibly can get I feel like we we research before we do anything and like Mm -hmm. you know if it's on our radar we're looking is the person there does it cost where is it in proximity to CMA Fest and Broadway and because some of them are off Broadway right and far yeah so you definitely do want to make sure that you know what's going on uh just keep with your social medias make sure you're following the artists make sure you're following their record labels Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can, can get information about this stuff. But like Tasha said, we've now gone a few times. We can be as much, we could hopefully be some help if you ever wanted to reach out to us. We like to think we're professionals here. I like to think we are too. Um, Megan and Megan who joined us this year. I mean, I think they would say that they had a blast just even do like doing the, meet and greet hopping and the small stage hopping and I mean we all split up a couple of times to go check things out so but like we said that's what CMA Fest is about yeah it's about curating the list of things that you want to do and then it's also about making sure that you realize you're not going to do everything so <laughs> that's the best um, just just being flexible and aware and making a plan a and maybe a plan b and maybe a plan c uh we did run into an issue the very last day where things kind of shut down early with weather so i think that that kind of threw a wrench in some people's plans but you do also have to kind of look out for that as well and i will say even this year we had the opportunity to get to nashville a few days before and there's stuff leading up to cma fest that were really cool as well like we saw bailey zimmerman pop-up show like didn't know it was there Quite yeah, we just were walking down out. the street. He was at the Sixth and Peabody. We, I heard, we heard him from streets away, and we were like, "Follow the noise." So we just walked over there. Songs and a couple songs. Kara makes it sound so nice, and where I'm like, we frantically ran to Bailey Zimmerman and jumped. I don't into feel his like arms. we ran. I feel like <laughs> we were. We were a little bit frantic though, because we were just literally following the noise in the wind. Yeah, we we're like, "Where is it? Where is it?" But that made it fun, you know. So and not having a schedule at that point was cool too yeah that's always gonna I think I think going without a schedule going with knowing what you want to do but again like I said just being flexible and not trying to keep that tight of a schedule like maybe picking one thing that you're really interested in and then kind of just filling in the day with what works is probably the best way to do it you don't stress yourself out over it it's not I mean you're never gonna do it all so why do that but I would say it is one of my favorite things like I mean as soon as we're done we start planning for next year. Like, what are yeah, we going to do? Always, we liked, yeah, we're always, this is our, like being this close. is going to be our new yearly kind of 
thing as long yes. as we can pull it off. But next episode, we're going to talk more about the night. Um, CMA is releasing a documentary on Hulu here soon about the last 50 years. I believe CMA Fest, correct me if I'm wrong, is now the longest running festival. Is that correct? I think you are correct. And so, I mean, to have that longevity of a festival is, says a lot because while we go to them a lot, there's always times where we're like, oh, we don't know if this one will survive next year. Um, and it, it has. It has the longevity. It has the, the names, too. Yeah. And honestly, I'm very interested to go in and watch this, this documentary because there's definitely things that I don't know about it. So it's going to be cool to see the progression uh, in the last 50 years. Yeah, so be sure to check that out as well. And then our following episode about CMA Fest will be our Bridgestone, uh, not Bridgestone, <laughs> Nissan Stadium Nissan. concerts. Listen, I'm still stuck on just, we were so close to Bridgestone. Um, <laughs> our Nissan concerts and then just our experience at night because that's when the quote unquote party starts, but very late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Be sure to follow us at Get In Going To on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you tune in to our next episode to see what we're up to next. <laughs>